Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Rijk van Ikerk and it's a bit of a mixed day on the markets. Most leading indices are in the red and maybe it is a bit of caution uh, following some uh, volatile days of late. On the corporate front, the competition tribunal hearing into forex rigging by 23 banks continues today. Yesterday, the banks were pretty scathing of the competition uh, authorities' investigation. It is a developing story. Those hearings will last, I think, for most of this week. Uh, on the, we will also look at some uh, important economic indicators uh, that were released today. Unemplo- the unemployment rate for the second quarter came in slightly higher than uh, the first quarter. We also await um, information on the trade balance for June. And I'll speak to Pietri Rielinges of Herenia Capital Advisors about this uh, and other news in a minute. BankSurf Africa also released its monthly remuneration survey and found that the real take-home pay have collapsed in June and real salaries decreased by 2.4%. And I'll speak to economist Mike Schussler in a minute about the implications of this apparent collapse. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE All Share Index down 0.1%. Early morning trade, it was down even more, close to 0.3%. Currently, it is currently standing at 57,237 points. Resources up a third of a percent. Industrials down 0.85%. Financials also 0.87% higher. The gold index is also trading down around half a percent. On international markets, the FTSE 100, uh, it's uh, trading 0.17% higher. The DAX is down 0.1%, while the CAC 40 is virtually flat. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei traded uh, up 0.04%, also a flat performance there. Shanghai traded 1% down. The Hang Seng also lost a half a percent. Let's look at some individual shares that are uh, performing well. Angle Platt has gained 3.5%. Sunlam up 2.8%. Discovery trading higher, 2.3% higher. Netcare also 2.2% up. And Spa, retailer Spa, also gaining 2.1%. On the downside, Naspas down 2.3%. Mediclinic down 2.2%. Barlow World 1.7%. Exaro down 1.6%, as is Implats. Kumba Iron Ore also trading down 1.3%. Let's look at currencies. The Rand is trading at 13 Rand 14 against the dollar, 17 Rand 828 against the pound, and 15 Rand 41 against the euro. The dollar is trading at 111 Japanese yen. The euro is trading at $1.17 and the pound at $1.31. Bitcoin back above $8,000, currently trading at $8,053 or 110,375 rand. Gold is trading at 1218 platinum at 826.50, and Brent crude oil at $74.77 US cents. On the capital market, the R186 is currently standing on 8.58%. Um, Petri Redlingays of Irenia Capital, uh, welcome to the show. Just looking at the market, a bit of a, a mixed day, but probably uh, the, the JC's performance is better than uh, overall than it looks because Naspas is down 2.3%, whilst the, uh, the all share is only down 0.1%. Yeah, it's so actually quite a surprisingly uh, robust performance from the from the market today. If we're looking, I mean, the likes of the banks and so on are, are performing pretty well. Most of the banks and retailers in the green 
so there is a little bit of strength in the market. Um, and I think that we are seeing uh, a lot of weakness coming from NASPERS, and obviously that's a very big weighting in the index, which is part of the reason the index is, is dragging a little bit. Um, but overall, actually, a, a fairly robust performance from the from the local stocks, if you want to call it that. NASPERS just under pressure because um, a little bit of a, a tech bubble pop or whatever you want to call it, um, well, perhaps not even a bubble pop, but uh, Facebook had come under t- a ton of pressure. Tech stock's not doing so well in the U.S. Apple expected to report after the close. A lot of negativity around the tech space at the moment and that putting pressure on us. Um, talking about Apple, it's, uh, it's going to be a big announcement and may mm. provide direction to much more than just the technology sectors. Yeah, I think maybe uh, maybe it m- might be in for a little bit of disappointment. No new products or anything like that. Um, I think something that will be interesting watching, I was actually talking to, to Simon Brown about it this morning, um, you know, looking at app sales through the through the, uh, through the the app store and so on. And last time around, they did about $8 billion worth of sales. It's a lot of apps. Uh, so I don't think we're expecting too much uh, in terms of fireworks. I do think that a miss on earnings would be catastrophic for the NASDAQ, though, which, of course, would put pressure on Tencent, which would put more pressure on Nasdaq, which is more pressure on the Aussie. So... Um, it is a big night. I do think that there is a lot of direction that will be dictated by Apple. Apple is, uh, you know, more than just a, a, a big tech company, even though um, it's you know a big manufacturer as well uh, and a big money spinner for the U.S. Uh, you know, so I think that uh, it is a very big night to watch, and obviously that will give direction to us. We are very reliant on Nasdaq and tech in general for our market. Mm. The big story of the week probably uh, is the forex hearing at the competition tribunal um you know they uh has, has been a big story about this market manipulation and unethical behavior of uh, traders uh, and uh, yesterday the banks came out swinging saying that the tribunal or the whole hearing the investigation is not really very efficient and not up to scratch and uh, uh what, what did you make of that i think it's interesting i think that there is um I mean, as far as I, I remember, the entire investigation was sort of centered around uh, traders uh, in a chat room called Zard Domination, right? Um, and, you know, I suppose as a trader or whatever, you can hit back and say, but that's freedom of speech. Why can't I speak to other traders? Back in the day, we used to trade in the pit. Well, I never did, but they used to trade in the pit and talk to each other all the time. And now if you talk to each other on Skype, suddenly or in a chat room on available on the Bloomberg terminal itself now suddenly that's not allowed you know um, their argument is that it was was used for market manipulation they would front run client orders which of course is absolutely illegal but um, I think that I think we have a problem particularly uh, from a regulatory perspective that uh, the competition tribunal for example or the competition commission don't actually understand financial markets as well as someone like the fsb does so i feel almost like the wrong people are investigating it um there is i mean i know that they did quite a bit of work in trying to get trained up uh, before you know going into the investigation but financial products and financial markets uh, and the world of of uh, you know investment banking and and broking on a, a multinational interbank scale is incredibly complicated and i think that um, perhaps the problem is that they just don't know enough about the topic maybe there was some wrongdoing but it's hard for them to prove it because they don't know how to prove it yeah, interesting story, and it, I'm sure there will be some interesting revelations before the uh, tribunal. The Q2 unemployment rate has increased to 27.2%, um, and that is uh, half a percentage point higher than in the first quarter, 
it is not a good number and um, and there were 6.1 million people without jobs in the first in the three months to the end of june and this remains one of our most critical structural problems in our economy look it's tragic um but i don't think anyone's surprised you know uh, i mean even looking at the reaction in the rand none um so it's uh it is a problem you're right it is the biggest problem that we face, well, that and education. And I think if you solved education, you'd solve unemployment, right? Um, because entrepreneurship would become a real thing. But um, no real reaction in the market, I suppose. I don't think that it's outside of what anyone was expecting, uh, especially from an international investor perspective. Uh, you know, if it was outside of the norm uh, or outside of what was anticipated, I think we would see a, a fairly strong reaction in the RAND, and there has, there's been none. So um, I guess as heartless as it sounds, you know, non-event, the market moves on. Yeah, the, you see, but I think in many ways people will look at the new political leadership we have and the number, the unemployment number is probably a barometer of uh, his success in uh, improving economic conditions. Um, and uh, hopefully the investments we are seeing now and hopefully the, uh, uh, you know, the positive um, attitude or business confidence from the private sector will lead to uh, a reduced uh, unemployment number. And once that happens, I think many of the other social problems in the country will sort itself out in many ways. Yeah, I think a lot of this, the, the social problems, as you say, um, I mean, social unrest. I'm watching SABC News as we speak in the studio and, you know, they show unemployment rate rises 27% with pictures of trains that were burnt down. So I think that that problem of unhappiness will be solved when people are no longer starving. You know, when they're not hungry anymore, then the the social unrest changes. And in order to change it, we need to give people jobs. Um, and like you say, we have to have uh, foreign direct investment into South Africa to create jobs because we are finding it very difficult to create jobs ourselves um, because they, we have limited resources. You know, 90% of the consumers are uh, in a bad space in South Africa, so it's hard for you to go out and start a business and employ five people. Yeah. We need people to open factories in South Africa. So foreign direct investment is, is probably the easiest and quickest way to resolve this. And I think that uh, our President Cyril Ramaphosa is doing a really good job at trying to attract uh, investment into South Africa. We see that he's managed to get some from the Chinese now recently. We see some money coming in from Saudi Arabia. However, how much of that is going to pay ESCOM's debts and SAA's debts in loans? So yeah. I don't think that, um, you know, I, I don't want to criticize or, or make a call on whether he's doing a good job or not. I'm just glad it's not I don't have to do the job. It's a tough job. But, um, you know, ultimately the solution is foreign direct investment. Yeah, and I think the right foreign investment uh, into and factories, uh, new mines, yeah, uh, labor-intensive industries. If I could add something, um, the, the land reform uh, question, at this stage, I don't think the market, I mean, I certainly am of the view that I, the market really doesn't care what the rule is going to be with land reform. Just give us the rule. <laughs> this uncertainty is absolutely killing us. Um, volumes through the JSE are dismal because people are uncertain. And if they don't know what property rights are going to be, I can't put up a factory here because someone might take my land. And, you know, I'm an I'm a, I'm a investor from the U.S. or from China or wherever. So once we know what the rules of engagement are, I think we will see interest coming back, whether it's uh, positive or negative for, to, to whatever your perspective is, is, is almost irrelevant. But once the, the, uh, once the rules of engagement are known, I think that we will start seeing a return to normality.
yeah, we need a, a piece of paper with the rules on it, and those rules must stay stable and applicable for many years to come to uh, attract you know, long-term investment. But we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Pietri. That was Pietri Riedengeis of Herenia Capital Advisors. On the line now, Mike Schussler of economist.co.za. Mike, welcome to the show. Banks of Africa um, released uh, data today in which um, you state that uh, real take-home pay collapsed in June. Um, and uh, you have found that the real take-home salaries declined by 2.4% in real terms from June last year. Uh, Mike, uh, collapse is a very strong word. It is a very strong word, and there's a reason uh, why we use the word collapse, because um, government employees who make up about a third of our pay in this, uh, about 30% of this index, um, you know, they haven't had their increase yet. So the uh, in the April, May, and June numbers, they get the increase in July. So it is a temporary collapse, but it is a collapse because 2.4% less than inflation, you, you are poorer if that happens. And I'm sure that the increases will help them in the backdated pay uh, will help them a lot in uh, uh, July. But the fact is, under these circumstances, we cannot expect retail sales to be very strong in, in June. We cannot expect overall consumer expen, uh, expenditure to be very strong. Yes, some people may have grabbed uh, a bit more credit, but ultimately, I think in the main, uh, we are not going to see huge increases in spending um, across South Africa. Mm. Um, yes, the retail sales inflation is a bit higher, a bit lower than the actual inflation we use here, uh, which is the overall inflation. But I don't think uh, we're going to see great uh, retail sales. And we saw the same last month. It was only up 1.5%. Yeah. Um, the research also showed that the the average salary paid to you know individuals in the country is 14,302 rand. Um, how, how do you calculate this, or how do you do the research to actually pinpoint a number as exact as that? Well, um, <laughs> it's very simple. We have all the uh, 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 salaries that uh, are paid between banks in South Africa uh, that are marked as salaries, and this normally comes from the payment houses, which are very often uh, the large firms themselves or government, and also then correlators of that, for example, you'll get the big accounting firms and other firms, pay firms, uh, that put the, those uh, things through, on mo mostly still on tape, on magnetic tapes and the like. And uh, that comes soon. We've got all the uh, people. We uh, know more or less how many people are weekly, so we uh, calculate uh, uh, how many people are, uh, uh, you know we've got to uh, take as weekly, and we leave out all those above 10, 100,000 rand uh, a month because many of those are final payments where people retire and uh, bonus payments of very large earners that can distort it. And then we just calculate that as an average. Mm. So we've got a very precise way of giving you an average and also a median. So um, that gives you a very... A clear picture as to how we can, how we get to these numbers. So that's a, a pre-tax uh, salary of around seventeen to eighteen thousand rand. Yeah, probably. And you've got to also think to yourself: there's probably some pension 
uh, money for many of those people. And in probably at least half the cases, your medical aid also comes off. Uh, so you're probably looking at closer to 20,000 odd, and that is what your um, QES these days says. Yeah. The quarterly employment survey says to us that the average formal non-farm payroll is about 20,000 uh, odd rand. So this gives you an idea that about 70% of the money goes into people's pockets. The rest goes to the taxman, pensions, sometimes debt collectors. It's probably a little less than 70, but nonetheless, that's where we more or less are. Just lastly, you also you also measure pension payouts, uh, and that seems to be a different story. Uh, it seems like pensioners are benefiting more. Yes, I, I don't always understand it. It might be that they're uh, you know, drawing down on their pensions, but we also know from when you analyze the um, uh, you know, the, the pension uh, uh, um, annual report from the FSB, it's now the Financial Conduct Authority, as you're probably more aware than I am. Um, when you get that, you also notice that um, a lot of the money in our pension funds are in uh, interest-bearing uh, uh, instruments and property, and uh, more so than in shares. So we sit with uh, less of our money in shares than we generally tend to think, in our pensions, and uh, that probably says to you that despite the, the JC not doing so well, uh, the pensioners are doing better for the very simple reason that you've got um, banked interest rates that are positive to inflation. You've had very good uh, yield things. So I think overall that's helping. Yeah. Um, we're the only people in the world, by the way, that have a, a, a monthly pension index, a monthly uh, a pension pay, if you wish. Um, and that's a, a, a first in the world. So I think that's a very good thing to have. Yeah, I think uh, a lot will also depend on the drawdown rates uh, because that could in, impact long-term viability for of pensions. But uh, Mike, will have to leave it there. That was Mike Schussler of Economist.co.za. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. And that's it for this edition of the Money Web at Meadow Show. My name is Raik van Ikerk, and thanks for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za.